Welcome to The Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Hi, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show, the program that really helps you turn your obstacles into opportunities and look at the bright side of life and also really help to empower and inspire you. And we have a wonderful guest on today. I do want to, I know that these shows are evergreen, but I do want to state that we are in a time right now, you may listen in two years or three years, but we're going through a pandemic of coronavirus in April of 2020. And so we do want to address that as we're talking because this is a live show, even though you will be able to listen to this online afterwards. We are talking today to Dr. Rita Louise, PhD. The name of her book is The Dysfunctional Dance of the Empath and the Narcissist, Creating Healthy Relationships by Healing Childhood Trauma. A gifted and talented clairvoyant medical intuitive, Dr. Rita Louise helps people identify the root causes of their concerns. She's a naturopathic physician and the founder of the Institute of Applied Energetics, that trains students in the art of medical intuition, intuitive counseling, and energy medicine. She's authored six books and produced several feature-length and short films. She's appeared on radio, television, movies, and has lectured on health and healing, intuition, mysteries, paranormal, and her books and articles have circulated worldwide. Welcome, Dr. Rita Louise. It's a pleasure to have you. Thanks for having me, Patricia. Yeah, great, wonderful. Well... You know, um, I'm actually going to start with the elephant in the room is what I'm going to (laughs) do, which I think is the virus where people are together and sometimes people are together who don't want to be together (laughs) and may not be together after this is over, uh, where, you know, we're having to live in a different way than we're used to. How does this accentuate the dysfunctional dance of the empath and the narcissist. And maybe you should start by defining what they are. Okay. So um, an empath is someone who is just very sensitive to what is going on around them. They tend to feel other people's feelings um, and then reflect them back. And many times they don't really understand what's going on. And so they, in their world, they can go from, you know, zero to someplace else in a matter of seconds. And so, you know, my, my little test gauge of whether you're an empath or not is how do you navigate big environments? You know, can you go to a concert and have that be okay? Or, or you know, my favorite, and I should get a nickel every time I say this, you know, how do you navigate Walmart? I can't. I, it's... Yeah. You know, because yeah. I just, it, it, you're just too sensitive and there's just too much divergent energy going on. Um, people that are empaths tend to be very kind and loving. They tend to be very forgiving. They tend to be the healers in the group, the person yeah. that everyone wants to come and talk to and share their stories with um, and, you know, potentially get guidance. Narcissists, on the other hand, tend to be individuals that are very self, uh, self-absorbed, self you know, and so I think most people are familiar with uh, individuals who are very grandiose and the world revolves around them and, and they'll let you know it up front and personal, you know, but that's just one form uh, or one characteristic of the way narcissism will present, there's also what's called covert narcissists who have the same underlying psychology, but they present as being much more quiet and humble. And you might think that these people are actually kind of spiritual or uh, in tune with themselves, uh, but it's really just a facade, you know? And what you end up finding out is that they tend to be uh, very self-deprecating in who they are and uh, constantly complaining about things going on as, as a method of uh, expressing their ego and of controlling the energy in the environment. Mm, very interesting. You know, I'm relating so, as you're talking. Yeah, and All so, right, so what and, if, go ahead. 
you know, so at this point in time, I think it's the empaths that are being very affected by the energy that's going yeah. on. And actually, I ended up writing an article two weeks ago um, within the advent of this because I think a lot of people are walking around and they just aren't feeling good. They're not feeling right. And they're not understanding. They're looking around their world, like their personal world, and go, you know, I have something to eat. You know, I have a place to live. You know, I may or may not be working. And I can understand, you know, if you're not working, that that adds stress to your life. Or if there's someone who in your family is at risk or gets sick, that adds stress into your life. But there's this whole intangible discomfort people are, are experiencing. And it's because they're picking up on the uncertainty and crazy energy that's happening yeah. on the planet right now. So what happens when you have the empath and the narcissist living together, um, particularly during this time? Not only what happens, but then let's go to the positive side. What can you do about it when they're you know confined together? Well, I was listening to the radio yesterday, the day before, just in the last couple of days. And one of the things that, and this came from uh, like a domestic violence public service commentary, um, that people that find themselves in like situations of domestic abuse um, aren't going to shelters because of the virus going on, you know, so it leaves the empath and the narcissist stuck together in one living environment, right. you know, and so, you know, where it really comes into play is that the narcissist wants what they want, you know, and so if you're not giving them what they want, whether it is a text attention or affection or sex or you doing their bidding, whatever that happens to be, they get angry or they get very manipulative to get their needs met and they don't really care what you think or feel about it. And so it can just make for some very uncomfortable times if you're with a narcissist and you're in what's called the devaluation stage where you have kind of cracked them open and actually see them for who they are. Because they can become very combative. Mm-hmm. Any advice about that, Rita? Any uh, advice for people? Or people yes. who, who are listening to this, probably the people listening to this are not those people, but they may know those people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the best piece of advice is, you know, keep your own space. You know, interact with that individual when you have to, but just... Try to keep those communications at minimum. Um, Take care of yourself. Love yourself. You know, and I think in all of this, whether it's you're with the coronavirus or just in everyday life, you know, just loving yourself and taking care of yourself. Um, You know, this too shall pass. And so sometimes you have to employ a strategy so that you can just get through it. Um, You know, so sometimes women are wanting to exit a relationship with a narcissistic partner, but you you know, it's not like you're going to tell them, Oh, well, I'm going to leave in a month, you know, (laughs) not good. Um, And so they will employ strategies of just being nice to the person, you know, everything's going on, just hunky dory, just to make it through and not disturb the boat, especially depending on how toxic the person is. Yeah. So let me, let me turn that around too, because I think there's a positive point to that is that if that is that person in a way they've had an aha, right? They've said, I can't do this anymore. All right. They play the game till this is over, but at least they are aware and they're not sucked in totally anymore. Something's broken through. What do you think? Exactly. No, I I agree completely. And it gives you, since we have all of this quiet time, um, potentially, uh, to think about what your options are and and what your exit strategy is or what your next step is. Yeah, I think that's very wise advice and hopeful, you know, because these are unprecedented times, as we keep saying. And um, very good. All right, well, we have a couple of minutes to break. So I think 
before we go into another topic, let me ask ask you how people can find you and what you offer. Do you offer online classes, individual sessions? Tell us what you offer and how people can find you. Sure. So my primary website is soulhealer.com, S-O-U-L-H-E-A-L-E-R.com, soulhealer.com. And so I offer um, individual uh, medical intuitive sessions, you know, where I talk to people about their health and their health concerns. Um, I do intuitive counseling. I do energy work, um, you know, which covers a huge spectrum of issues, you know, so whether it's physical, mental, or emotional, or spiritual, you know, those are the people that come to me. Um, On my website, you can find all of my books. There is a ton of articles. Um, There's videos that people can watch. It's it's the portal to all my other sites. Okay, And and you can consult with people online, virtually correct or use a zoom or or an, an online vision yeah, I mean, most of my clients i talk to over the phone um if people request it i'll talk via skype or zoom or something like okay. that mm-hmm. wonderful all right we're going to take a break when we come back we're going to talk more to dr rita louise about relationships and about the empath and the narcissist how do we work with that how to create healthy relationships. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on Voice America, America's Voice. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. A brave heart is anyone with the courage to be of service to others. If you have that courage, then Bravehearts Radio with Brian Reinbold is for you. Even if you aren't yet, you'll want to still tune in to get inspired, create your own story to share, and change your life for the better. Listen to the stories of service and courage shared by amazing guests and your input, too. Listen for Bravehearts Radio, Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Remember, doing good anywhere does good everywhere. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you looking for a fun yet informative program about health care for your pet? Check out Awesome Woo Woo Holistic Vet Advice with Dr. Jim and Kristen Carlson. They look into natural health alternatives for ourselves, so why not our pets? This program provides the most up-to-date, accurate, and innovative information about traditional and holistic veterinary medicine. You'll find a ton of answers regarding your pet's health every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Variety. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. are listening to the patricia raskin show if you wish to call into our program today please call 1-866-472-5788 that number again is 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com now back to the patricia raskin show hi everyone and we are back and we are back talking to dr rita louise PhD, who's the author of The Dysfunctional Dance of the Empath and the Narcissist, Creating Healthy Relationships by Healing Childhood Trauma. And Dr. Rita Louise is a survivor of childhood abuse. She's emerged as a gifted empath and talented clairvoyant medical intuitive. She's a naturopathic physician and founder of the Institute of Applied Energetics that trains students in the art of medical intuition, intuitive counseling, and energy medicine. 
She's authored six books, produced several feature-length and short films, and she's appeared on radio, TV, movies, and lectured. uh, She's lectured on health and healing and paranormal, and her books and articles have circulated worldwide. Welcome back. Welcome back, Dr. Uh, Louise. I want well, to kind of, it's hard because it's Rita and Louise. So I, I you know, I'm, I get confused as to which name, but it's, I'm going to call you Rita. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah. So, you know, it's interesting because when you think about all this, when you think about people who are, and I mean, the divorce rate is skyrocketing. So many people are in relationships that either don't work anymore or they're dysfunctional or whatever the case may be. But how does that all happen? Because there are some people that are married 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years that are really happy. It's not the majority. So what's, what happens? What happens to us that gets us into these relationships? Well, and I think that not all relationships are uh, dysfunctional. I think right. that there is a good segment of the population that... Um, they don't really understand how to make the relationship work or they're not willing to make the relationship work. You know, there was something that I had read that I thought was fascinating and I think it gets a lot of people in trouble. And the commentary was basically, you know, a relationship that's based on need is not based on love. And so if you're 18 years old and you don't want to live home anymore and you meet some guy and you decide to get married, did you get married because you loved them or did you get married because you wanted to get out of your parents' house? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, or you're in a bad financial situation, you know, down the road and you meet someone that's willing to support you. Do you really love that person? Or do you need that person and go into it accepting things that on the inside you wouldn't accept be, except for the fact that your needs are getting met? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I found that, that, that concept. Happen? I mean, I don't have any statistic to it, but I get the impression that it happens a lot, mm-hmm. a lot. Uh, and and I think too, you know, and I'm a baby boomer, and I think in our generation, uh, I, I was, and I think a lot of women were encouraged, you know, make sure you're taken care of, you know, have your own career if you want, but make sure somebody's out there taking care of you and protecting you. I mean, and that was a message that I got, and I'm, I know I'm not alone. So that also leads to that kind of thing. I mean, I have friends and clients that are in marriages that they're unhappy. But they don't leave because they're, they can't take care of themselves. They can't afford to take care of themselves. But in the same breath, they're not willing to take the steps to become financially independent so that they can get out of the relationship. You know, and I, I don't mean to be cold and unkind hearted, but it's kind of like, well, then stop complaining about it. Either do something about it or accept the fact that you're in a relationship and you're not happy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because that really there, is the choice. Yeah. Or there are people that just, you know, they become roommates, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, and they just accept that. Even though one may be frustrated physically, they just, you know, it looks good. It's worked for so many years. They don't want to rock the boat. And it's comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, but the relationship has transformed and there's acceptance on both people's part that, it isn't this romantic thing, you know, that you're not going to, it changes, but there's a consciousness to it that that's what they're doing. You know, there's not the expectations that you have when you're in a relationship with someone that they do things and perform things or, you know, treat you in a certain way, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but so- then there are people that get into a relationship, um, because they have self-esteem and self-worth issue and they're just happy that someone likes them, mm-hmm. you know, and they don't even care. It's like, wow, they like me. And that's when they usually find themselves getting into toxic relationships is when there's big self-worth, self-esteem issues within that person. And then what? 
so let's ta- let's take that further. So once we're in that, then how do we work our way through that? And then when we're in it, we could, I mean, we could be either the empath or the narcissist, or maybe some people are neither. What do you think? I think that's true. Um, you know, empaths are very sensitive, and I think a lot of narcissists are sensitive, although they're not necessarily empathic to other people. They're sensitive to what's going on in their world, but not what's going on in your world, you know, and they can't relate mm-hmm. to your world, um, mm-hmm. you know, but I, I believe, so I, a survey was done um, with people that cl- identified themselves as being an empath. And over 85% of the people that were surveyed um, suggested that there was some kind of abuse in their lives. And so with people that are narcissists, there's usually some form of abuse or neglect or abandonment or something that happens in their lives as well, which creates self-worth, self-doubt, feelings of defectiveness um, within the person. And You know, it kind of sets the stage for everything to move forward. Individuals who tend to be empaths tend to come to the table with uh, a core belief that's around. So there's the self-esteem, self-worth, dysfunctional piece like, well, I suck, I'm fat, I'm lazy. You know, all of this internal programming that's going on that's never very kind. Um, but people that are empaths tend to come to the table with um, a, a core belief that's called subjugation. More people recognize it as people pleasing, where they'll do stuff and take care of people. And, you know, you need someone to come and pack your house out and move you across town. These people will be like, oh, well, what time do you need me there? Yeah. You know, um, so, so let me read Let me ask you okay. something. So that the narcissist then also has low self-esteem. But, but it's hidden. Is that correct? So they correct. both have low self-esteem. Correct. But the narcissist you know, is hiding it in terms of puffing themselves up, if you will. Correct. And that, you know, it's really interesting when you talk about narcissism because they have names for everything, which I find extremely fascinating. So that's called the false face. You know, so there's the persona they put on in public And then there's the person at home, you know, so you hear stories of the pastor who everybody loves and then goes home and beats his children. You know, Mm. it, it, you know, it's that false face, that false Mm. front. Um, But the narcissist has a core belief, which is, it revolves around entitlement where they believe that, you know, they're the end all and be all of the world and they're entitled to what they want. And so what happens is that when you get an empathic person together with a narcissist, the empath want, so they get bound together because they have similar inner wounding, you know, so that's what draws them initially and so the the empath, the people pleaser, wants to take care of the other person, but they have their self-worth issues. The narcissist wants to be taken care of, but they're like doing what's called love bombing and, and sending all of this adoration that makes the empath feel really good, except it's all fake, and they mm-hmm. end up getting tied together until things start to change and shift and the relationship dynamic moves. Yeah, I'm curious about this. What about two narcissists together and two empaths together? Do you see that or not so much? You can't see two empaths together. Um, What can happen in either situation is that you can have two empaths together and depending on what's going on, one could actually take on a more narcissistic role. Where I see, and right. and the other, you know, and so if it's not held in check, it can become out of balance and dysfunctional. Can it has what much about more two chance of, together? It has much more of a chance of surviving. 
How's that? You get two narcissists together. Again, it could be one becomes even more narcissistic Mm -hmm. while the other one becomes a bit more people pleasing. Um, I don't think that those relationships survive. I think when you hear about people that are always screaming and yelling and fighting and whatever, it's probably because you have two narcissists together because neither one of them wants to back down. Neither of them wants to be wrong. Fascinating. Fascinating. All right. The, the book is The Dysfunctional Dance of the Empath and the Narcissist, Creating Healthy Relationships by Healing Childhood Trauma. And we're going to take a quick break, and then we come back and talk to Dr. Rita Louise. I'm going to talk about now how do we start to heal this. You've got these two people, empath, narcissist, there's some dysfunction, but they really care about each other and love each other. So in her work, what does she suggest? How can we start to heal this? You're listening to The Patricia Raskin Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. My guest is Dr. Rita Louise. And again, uh, her, uh, again, Rita, what is your um, soulhealer.com? Would that be soulhealer.com? The That's yes, ma'am. All right. All right. Stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. If you are a pet owner, you know there's a special connection between us and our pets. They are part of the family. The owners of special breeds also understand the important roles they play. Tune in for Greyhounds Make Great Pets to find out more about one special breed. Hosted by Rory and Kathy Goray, along with TJ Beter, we'll focus on greyhounds, but we'll also cover topics that apply to any pet owner, like animal welfare issues, racing, and more. Listen live Fridays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Variety. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone, and we are back. And you're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. And my guest is Dr. Rita Louise. She's a PhD. Her book is The Dysfunctional Dance of the Empath and Narcissist, Creating Healthy Relationships by Healing Childhood Trauma. And about Dr. Rita Louise, she is a survivor of childhood abuse herself. She's emerged as a gifted empath and talented clairvoyant medical intuitive. She's a naturopathic physician and founder of the Institute of Applied Energetics. She trains students in the art of medical intuition, intuitive counseling, and energy medicine. She's authored six books, produced several short-length and long films, and appeared on radio, television, movies, and 
Her articles have circulated worldwide. Welcome back, Rita, Dr. Louise. All right, so let's let's ask this question. Um, If we want to heal a healthy relationship, if we want to create a healthy relationship, we first have to figure out what's going wrong. So how do we start there? We're in a relationship. We love the person. It's not working. One of us or one or the other, empath or narcissist, is probably the empath that seeks the help first. Uh, Where do you start to heal this? You start with yourself. So, And I'm just going to be a little blunt here, but most narcissists aren't really interested in healing. Right. You know, one of the lines that... I say in the book is, you know, a narcissist would rather dance than spend the money uh, and paying to go to therapy. You know, they would rather stay in the dysfunction because that narcissists usually have a lot of inner wounding and they're too afraid to address it and deal with it. Where people that tend to be empathic, people pleasers, it's like they want to get to the bottom of it. They want to understand. They're willing and open to changing. So whether you're in a current relationship with someone that's a narcissist or you've had a repeated pattern of creating relationships with narcissists. I mean, that was my history. It's like, oh, it was kind of a light bulb moment. It's like, yeah, pretty much every relationship you've had has been with someone who's a narcissist. That's really not a very happy thing to look at. Mm. Um, But the way to get out of it is to look at yourself, figure out what you are doing that is keeping you trapped, what programming and what core beliefs are happening inside of you that are making it so that you are being that people pleaser person, being that codependent person that allows you to take the, the unhealthy uh, behaviors from another person. I mean, because really that's what we're talking about here is the relationship becomes very dysfunctional and the empath usually is the one who takes the brunt of the hostility, the brunt of the uh, bad stuff. And so what is it that, why are they allowing it to happen? You know, what's going what's going on inside of me that's making me stay here when this isn't a healthy situation. And so, so let really, me ask you this. Okay. Now, let me just ask you this. So then in that case, if the narcissist really doesn't want to change their behavior and you can't change anybody but yourself, how do you work with that, Rita? How do you work with that? You know, if you're the empath and you're willing to go for therapy and counseling, but the narcissist isn't willing to change, can you create a healthy relationship? Usually no. Mm-hmm. But it gives you the opportunity to make some choices, even though they might be uncomfortable or unpleasant. You know, it might be that you just become roommates, you know, or or decide that this isn't working for me and I need to end this relationship. I mean, most people, especially if they have some pretty heavy narcissistic tendencies, will go to a counselor and, you know, there's two things that normally happen. They'll go once or twice and say, oh, you know, that person sucks and I'm not going anymore. You know, the other is they'll go and talk to the counselor and then blow smoke at them and paint you to be the bad guy, paint the empath Mm -hmm. to be the bad guy. Yeah, yeah. So you as 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 a medical intuitive and, you know, energetics, when you have a, a client who's working with you, who's an empath and is going through this with a dysfunctional relationship, one that they'd like to change, um, how do you help them? What are some of the things that you do to help them get to the bottom of it so they can be more aware? That's a great question. So one of the things that, okay, so let me back up. You know, So when you're doing intuitive work, Um, Everybody has their own skills and abilities, you know, so for example, I don't talk to dead people. I'm not a medium. I don't promote myself as a medium. I don't talk to dead people particularly. I mean, every so often a dead person comes through, but it's not my thing. Um, You know, I talk to people about what's going on in their physical bodies as well as 
for some reason, one of the channels that's very open for me is kind of digging through the layers of stuff, life stuff, to get down to the center of an issue. And so they might have um, a, a fear about uh, communicating their truth. And so I'm able to help them go back in time to identify what the situation was that created the fear in the first place right. and help them to address that so that it can heal through these other times and other situations. You know, so that's one thing that I do. Um, I think one of the things my clients really like about working with me is that I tend to reflect things back, you know, so they'll be sharing with me what they're thinking and what they're feeling. And I will just reflect it back from a very, uh, like from an observer perspective, um, just so that they can see that there's a different perspective. You know, I, I will play devil's advocate a little bit um, to help them to work through what the core beliefs are, you know, and help them to shift what's going on inside of them, you know, give them tools, give them um, experience, because sometimes, you know, most of the things that get us stuck and give us, cause us problems is because there's some kind of fear tied to it. And so we would change it if we weren't scared. And so sometimes helping people just work through their own fears of what the core belief is can be liberating, hugely liberating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and as you said, I mean, it may be that that person decides to move away from the relationship or finds a way to work with the relationship, right? Depending on what they find out or what their awareness is. Correct. And it also depends on where the person is, you know, narcissism, like anything else is a scale, you know, and so there might be someone that has some fairly strong narcissistic tendencies, you know, or they might seem really narcissistic, but they're not. And I'm going to give a very specific example. So my nephew in law comes off very loud and verbose and grandiose but he's not, you know what I mean? Um, he's just, he's just not, he's not a narcissist. Now he might be a little thick, <laughs> you know, but I think he's the kind of person that if you sit there and say, well, you know, but this is how it's affecting me, that he would modify his behavior. I see. Whereas a true narcissist probably would not. Correct, you know, but it can go to where, all right, so I dated a gentleman who would hide my things. He took the sprinkler head and threw it through the screen window and then said, well, I didn't do it. And I'm like, well, the cat didn't do it. And, I mean, you know, they do weird and bizarre things mm -hmm. if they are being triggered, mm -hmm. you know. And so it really depends on where they are on that scale whether it's something that you can live with or something that you have to just cut and run. And if they're being abusive, like really abusive, then you really need to think, you know, yeah. about cutting yeah. and running. Yeah. What I want to do in our next segment, our final segment, is to have you give us some strategies for those people who know they've had issues and now they want to come together and really work on the relationship, you know, how they can create something healthy between them. So I'd like to do that in our next segment and just tell you that the book, uh, the Dr. Rita Louise's book, is The Dysfunctional Dance of the Empath and the Narcissist create healthy relationships by healing childhood trauma. And Dr. Rita Louise is a gifted empath. She's a medical intuitive. She's a naturopathic physician and is the founder of the Institute of Applied Energetics, which trains students in the art of medical intuition, intuitive counseling, and energy medicine. She's authored six books. She's produced feature-length and short films and has appeared on radio, television, movies, lectured, and her books and articles have been circulated worldwide. So stay tuned, folks, and when we come back, we're going to talk about 
you know, now that you kind of figured out who's the empath and who's the narcissist or somebody that you know or a couple that you know, um, what can what can people do when they realize this and now they really want to make it work? They want to heal this. So that's what we'll talk about next. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice, and we will be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Have you ever experienced the joy of living? Not just aspects of your life, but the true joy of life itself. Barry Shore has. You could call him an ambassador of joy. From a successful entrepreneur to becoming a quadriplegic due to a rare disease to his ongoing recovery through swimming and physical rehabilitation, Barry now presents his gifts to others as host of The Joy of Living. All you need to do is tune in. Listen live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you ready for a disaster? If you are like many people in the world, that answer may sadly be no. Disasters happen unexpectedly to people just like you every day. Tune into Preparing for the Unexpected with business continuity and disaster planning expert Alex Bullock. The show will not only help you better prepare for a disaster itself, but also to prepare you, your place of employment, and community for the aftermath emotionally, financially, and with a better level of awareness and a stronger feeling of resiliency. Tune in Thursdays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition, and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a College Coach Conversation, hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts. We'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. are listening to the patricia raskin show if you wish to call into our program today please call 1-866-472-5788 that number again is 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com now back to the patricia raskin show Hi, everyone, and we are back. You are listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. My guest today is Dr. Rita Louise. Her book, her sixth book, or seventh book, is The Dysfunctional Dance of the Empath and the Narcissist, Create Healthy Relationships by Healing Childhood Trauma. And uh, Dr. Rita Louise is a gifted empath. She is a talented, clairvoyant medical intuitive. She is a naturopathic physician and the founder of the Institute of Applied Energetics. So she trains students in the art of medical intuition, intuitive counseling, and energy medicine. She's authored books. She's written and produced uh, radio and television and feature films and short films. And her articles have been featured worldwide. Welcome back, Rita. All right, so now let's get into, you've made the decision. It may not be perfect. You're the empath. The other one's the narcissist. You've made a decision. You've both decided you're going to try to make this work and have a healthy relationship. What are the steps? So I don't really have any steps for the narcissist because my experience is there's not anything wrong with them, quote, unquote. Um, But I do have steps for the empath, Um, you know, and... The biggest thing that I have found for people that are empathic and especially ones that have that people-pleasing core belief is to create boundaries and have boundaries, you know, and so this is, this is my world and that's your world and I'm going to take care of me and I'm going to let you take care of you. And for many people that are people-pleasers or codependent, that that 
<laughs> one thing is huge because if I don't take care of you, well, then maybe you won't love me. Or there is programming that says, but this is what I'm supposed to do. And this is how a relationship should be because this is how it was when I was growing up that, you know, I just took mm-hmm. care of everybody that, you know, everyone in the family as part of my responsibilities and obligations, what someone will find, you know, and so, and it can be used as a test. And this would be interesting. What someone would find is if you're with a narcissist who is not willing to change is if you put up boundaries and say, well, you know, I, I can't, you know, run this errand for you, or, you know, I can't, Make your call the doctor and make an appointment for you. You know, you're just going to have to take care of that um, to see what they do. You know, do they go and do it? Or is there some repercussion that you're going to experience every time you ex- exert a boundary? Because people that are people pleasers, they usually don't have boundaries. They don't even really know what that word means or how to express them. And so... You know, I gave a presentation on the four selves, self-worth, self-esteem, self-love, and authentic self. And I suggested that every time you do something for yourself, you're loving yourself, you know, and... Yes, I got it. Sorry. (laughs) You know, and so the ability to love ourselves is, is really important, Um, but if you're loving yourself and your partner is really narcissistic, they're not going to like it because you're not loving them. Um, but for people again, that are people pleasers, it is a huge, huge, huge. I don't even know how to say how huge a step that is for them and their healing because they've spent so many years afraid of exerting themselves and exerting their power in relationship to someone that they love or someone that they want to love them. So it's a challenge. So you really have to make a decision because you're going to have to do the, the empath's going to have to do a lot of the work. It sounds like. Well, exactly. Um, But again, it's kind of like the empath is the one that's going to have to lead. And it, it would be very interesting be- to see the reaction that the, that is created within the narcissist, you know, because what might have been lurking in the background, um, you know, you'll find out one or two things. You'll find out, one, that your husband, wife, whatever, isn't really that much of a narcissist. It was suggested to me that individuals that have people-pleasing tendencies or tend to be quote codependent can actually teach their partner how to be a narcissist because they have no boundaries. And so the person might not actually be a narcissist, but you have trained them that you're going to take care of everything and you're going to be responsible for everything. And so that would be the test. Does your partner step up to the plate? Does your partner take care of their stuff? Does your partner try to take care of you if you are unable to or whatever that situation is? Um, If they do, then there's hope in the relationship. And it says that, well, maybe your partner really isn't a narcissist. Maybe I've just trained them because of my people-pleasing, dysfunctional core belief to be a narcissist. You know, and then, you know, they'll go psycho on you if you decide not to listen to them, if they truly are a narcissist, you know, or will turn the game around and mentally go after you. I mean, it's just not pretty dealing with someone who's truly a narcissist. So, so it sounds to me like what you're saying, so we have just a few minutes left, is that if you're an empath dealing with a very difficult narcissist and what you're doing isn't working, you may want to rethink it. That, exactly. That's what I hear you saying. Exactly. Okay. And then it takes two to tango that the other person's got to do something. You know, they've got to start moving in that direction in order for it to be equal. Otherwise, it's one person doing all the work. Exactly. And, and then that gives you the opportunity to step back and go, 
do I want do I want to continue with where things are right now? Because I need to love myself and either I can acquiesce and be unhappy my whole life because I'm safe or I'm being financially taken care of or whatever that reason is, or I can choose to change that and maybe live a happier life for myself. Right. Absolutely. All right. How can people, thank you so much for this. How can people find you, you know, if they want to, um, you know, really look at themselves in terms of why they're in this relationship or what they can do to help themselves. How can people find you again? We have two minutes. Mm-hmm. So the best place for people to go is my webpage, which is soulhealer.com, S-O-U-L-H-E-A-L-E-R.com, soulhealer.com. Um, and I would suggest to people, I mean, my email is on there, but I would suggest to people if you want to reach me to use the contact form. Um a lot of emails end up in spam, but the contact form always ends up in my inbox, and, okay. and I always respond to uh, messages that come to me. All right. Thank you so much, Dr. Rita Louise. Thank you. Again, the name of the book is The Dysfunctional Dance of the Empath and Narcissist, Create Healthy Relationships by Healing Childhood Trauma. And I think the whole point of this is to heal yourself is really what you're saying. Yes. All right. Thanks again for being on the program. All right, folks, that wraps up this edition of the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. Stay on the line for a minute, Rita. Uh, Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. I know this is a tough time during the virus, but, you know, go on online get some positive tips there's a lot of help out there uh, we've got technology on our side to help us really um, you know really to have some some good times and understand how we can deal with this in a positive way all right you can find me Patricia Raskin Raskin Resources on Facebook uh, and like me there or you can write to me Patricia at patriciaraskin.com And if you want to put together your own program or podcast, I do that to help people get their message out, too. All right, folks, until next week, have a great week. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of The Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.